what it's measuring actually on the on the graph on the left side is what is worth paying more for, mm-hmm. and then on the bottom is level of importance. And yeah. so the very top right is efficiency. The term client is king. Um, you don't hear that much anymore, and I think we want to hear that much anymore is because of how people are negative. Mm-hmm. You know, about twenty percent of people will leave after one bad experience, and that jumps up to about 60% uh, after several, yeah. multiple bad experiences. Yeah. And so, you know. We, we believe in second chances. We believe in second chances. <laughs> yeah. But, but after the second one, we're, we're yeah. done. Yeah. Welcome to the Vetted Podcast, episode two, The Client Experience. I'm your co-host, Stephen Herman. And I'm your other co-host, Kale Flaspoller. Yes, you are. And I'm the amazing guy behind the mic, Lindor. <laughs> the director, the director. Hey, great to be back on today. I'm excited to get into episode two. Uh, pilot episode was a lot of fun, and we continue to hone this thing and dive in. So again, Vetted Podcast is all about educating, inspiring, and advocating those that our practice owners in the veterinary community and you know any veterinarian that out there is looking for inspiration and one of the things is is that advocating is advocating for the gap in understanding between the client and and the veterinarian and what goes on behind the scenes and today uh is about client experience Mm -hmm. so we're gonna we're gonna dive right into that i'm excited about that and i think that uh client experience is as i look at it you got to put yourself in the person's shoes. I think we all, we fail to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we talked about in the pilot episode, it's about viewpoints. So client experience is is big about viewpoints. So uh, we'll dive in and talk about that. And we'll, we'll talk about um, mapping the client journey. Mm-hmm. Something we do for our clients at, at Pro Partners in the veterinary business strategy uh, side of our firm uh, this month that we're doing. So, hey, thought we'd jump into that topic for those at large so they can hear um, how we see things uh, from our viewpoint. So, Kale, uh, what about this episode's got you excited? I'm I'm excited to go through what I've been talking about all month with my clients, going through the the good materials that Lawrence put together to to help walk us through the the client experience. And I've left every meeting this month with saying something to the effect of, "Just go sit in your waiting room." Yeah. Like, how when was the last time you sat down in your waiting room yeah. and looked around and took in? all the different aspects of everything that's going on. And I think, you know, every business can do that. We can do that. Our clients can do mm-hmm. that. But I think it is important to, like you just said, put put yourself in the client's shoes occasionally yeah. and, and yeah. you know, bring yourself out of the business owner role and and actually analyze what is it that the client's seeing and experiencing when they come and visit your, your place yeah. of business. Well, I think that the term client is king, um, you don't hear that much anymore. And I think we want to hear that much anymore is because of, how people are negative mm-hmm. and I think there's a fine line of like client is king as long as they're respectful <laughs> ethical and all those things so I think that's where we can also talk about to go yeah the client is king mm-hmm. uh, but, but if are they, they a good fit if they're are they a good fit for your practice are we a good fit to work together yeah mm-hmm. absolutely but that's what you got to remember at the end of the day because client experience matters uh, because what you are working on doing is creating a relationship and in a relationship, the most important part is loyalty, and loyalty is earned. Uh, it's not given. And so how do you, how do you get that loyalty is what we're going to talk about today. And, Lindo, you, you dug up some great uh, stats we're going to look at from yeah. PricewaterhouseCoopers that uh, did some good surveys. We're going to dive into that today that probably shows some things that maybe you're like, ah, oh, or, you know, mm-hmm. or, or like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But to, to reiterate that, so it's client experience, there's nothing secret about it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's just being caring, being empathetic, and, and, yeah, putting yourself in that person's shoes. And and if you've got – what's neat about it, if you get that client experience right, get that relationship right, when someone does come in with, you know, maybe a bad attitude, maybe you know why. Maybe something happened in their life mm-hmm. that you don't just judge right away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely right. But before we even get too deep, I just have a question for you guys, actually. Yeah. Uh, you guys recently – you do have pets, both of you, right? Yeah. And – I just want to ask about your recent client. I think you once told us a story, and I think two days ago you told me a story about taking your pet to the vet. But just, just I just want to know, especially I'll start with you, Kale. What's the most um, what like in terms of like your client experience? 
for the past month or like your recent client experience what's 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 the good client experience that you've experienced so far oh gosh you know it it's making you feel special in a way is that does that make sense yeah. you know yeah. so i took took my cat in yesterday um and and her name is snowball i don't call her snowball but she's <laughs> snow white and all the all the people at the front desk i brought her in a carry of course and all the people in the front desk you know they were like i get really excited when a snowball is on the schedule and can i can i can i see snowball or whatever there wasn't anybody else hanging out in the waiting room so i just got her out and i handed them back there and they passed her around and they may do that to everybody yeah but it made me feel it made when i left you know i was smiling yeah and so you know i think that's that's an important an important part of that aside from the good care that i received yeah but you know just what what about what about you steve Oh, uh, well, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, I'm a drop-off guy. <laughs> In a hurry, I got my, uh, you know, Winnie, our, our Labradoodle, she just had to go in because um, she needed her anal glands expressed, and she was in some discomfort. But uh, I have three kids, and two of them drive, so they get they get dropped off. Mm, but okay. the good thing is is that, but I've got that relationship with my veterinarian that I'm comfortable doing that. That I know that they're going to take good care of, mm-hmm. of of her, and and I think that's what I think my client experience goes real far back because it's going from where I grew up, Lake of the Ozarks, the veterinarian down there. I think I said last time we had since a kid, and then you move and you're like, oh my god, what do I do? And and I'd been around. There have been a few clinics I'd been through here in Columbia that I didn't fit. Mm-hmm. And I'm in this industry. <laughs> Even right. in the industry, it's tough to find that fit. So um, you you just know. You do. You, you absolutely know. know when you when you walk in the door. So let's start this off by by like the same way we've been starting off client meetings this month. And so tell me about a good experience you had at any brand. Yeah. And why was that the best experience? And I know you talked about Osprey bags, but yeah, Osprey bags is great. <laughs> great example, actually. Uh, uh, Laura and I. We got married, of course, you get luggage, you know, and you get married and thought we had the right luggage, and, and we did it and did some research and, and found Osprey probably 20 years ago, and we still have that same luggage. So uh, what's amazing, what drew me to it, one, was the quality of it, but also the fact that they have a lifetime guarantee. Mm-hmm. And I was able to put that to use, and a lifetime guarantee is like literally anything happens to it, send it in, we send you a new one. Yeah. And I've actually sent them an old bag, and they don't make that anymore. They sent me a brand new model. Mm-hmm. And but <laughs> that was what three years ago, riding to work on my bike. Yep. And um, I had the right of way, but the driver of the vehicle decided to make a right turn from the left lane onto Providence while I was going down Stewart. And we had a uh, we met. You met. We met. <laughs> became acquainted. We became acquainted. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't have. I don't know. Maybe I had an injury or two, but I didn't feel it. But had my backpack on and slid down the the, <laughs> the road. And How I far said, did you slide down the road? A ways. Too far. Way too far. And any sliding down the road of, of any sort is too far. <laughs> so too far. Um, but yeah, sent the sent that bag in, and Osprey sent me a brand new bag. Mm-hmm. No, and I'm like, I, I will buy Osprey bags. Yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah, yeah. No, no brainer. So, and that's, that's the biggest one there that, that, that comes to me, but that's, that's like a brand, but there's also client experiences or, you know, customer service experience too, right? There's mm-hmm. different kinds of things. And I, you think about restaurants that you go to and the guy asked you that, it's like, I remember, uh, Lauren, I went to Del Posto 10 years ago in New York city and had a great experience. And, and a few of those restaurants have great experience remember the name at, and I asked you, I was like, what restaurants do you remember the name of that aren't local that, that aren't you, local that you don't eat at regularly? Yeah. Gum Barrel Saloon in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Uh, it's just, the unique food that was really good, and and I remember it for that. Yeah. And maybe maybe it isn't as good as I remember, but <laughs> I, I I do remember that restaurant. I recommend it to this day. The experience. So it was an experience. Yeah. yeah, you remember the experience about it. So that's what that's what matters. I think we we talked about that uh, last time. Was that the same restaurant, two different waiters, waitresses, <laughs> servers, right? Uh, they can deliver the same food different ways, and one person's gonna have better experience than the other because of of that. It's so. worth paying more for. Yeah, Lindo, do you have? Have any of those? I don't think we asked you. Mm, I'm sorry. Do I? I don't think so. None. Nah. None. None at all. None. Nah, I don't. <laughs> I don't do much. But do I go out? I don't think I go out a lot. So like, yeah. I don't have to interact with a lot of people. Not because I I don't want to. It's just uh, you're busy with football. 
Yeah, and school. Yeah. And just figuring out a lot of things. But uh, yeah. But also, like, being a vegan is, like, just sets me back a lot because there's a lot of things that I can't go out. Have you had a great vegan experience? In my kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. But, (laughs) (laughs) no, but, no, I'm just very picky with my food. So, like, I haven't really had uh, time to really check it out yeah yeah but pretty soon probably today since it's valentine's day so (laughs) that's right yeah (laughs) Yeah. well why we ask those questions because you've got to have that feeling Mm -hmm. right you got to 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 do that in your practice you've got to get that feeling and so one of the ways to get that feeling is to think about the great experience i know um one of our clients is is a dis nerd loves walt disney and there's a reason they do an unbelievable job on their experience down there how do they get people keep coming back and spending that kind of money experience Mm -hmm. they do an unbelievable job so client experience is key and we're excited to dive into that today anything more to add on that before we jump into the topics i know i'm good you're good yeah all right we're good all right we'll take a break and collect our thoughts and come back for our segment on client experience thanks everybody All right, everybody, welcome back to looking at consumers versus executives on a survey. And hey, no shocker here, they're different. Yeah, they're not, they don't align at all. What's in an executive's mind is, uh, is not what's in the consumer's mind. And I mean, that makes a lot of sense because that executive is, is not down on the floor mm-hmm. doing their thing. And that's why I think it's so important that you have to get in the client's shoes. And they're looking at it from the executive's shoes not the client shoes and this, this shows it it's it's kill it's interesting I, we were going through this trying to break it down so this is a, a 2022 survey price waterhouse cooper um, there are 410 executives on here and there are 3378 uh, customers on here and so these are these are u.s u.s uh, based so the question is is um where is loyalty one like where's where's the one at in the process and right at the top um yeah an executive think i give great customer service they're good right you can cover up some of the cover some of the lesser quality things by having great customer service and that's not true 11 yeah, percent. yeah i mean that's uh that's what the consumer says so big difference but then it that gets into the use of product or service and like the quality executives about the same as customer service but uh, customers say, you know, 46%. I think that that speaks a ton. It's interesting. Um, and you're looking at the the product or service, right? Like a product like a BMW or service like a haircut. And I think you mentioned that like here in town, mm-hmm. there's a, a, this isn't customer service. It's the what you receive as the service, right? An yeah. oil change or something. Yeah. Um, that's what matters. It, it, yeah, it absolutely. Come out with a, a haircut that I'm happy with, mm-hmm. price I like, in and out, I'm good. Absolutely. Right, that's what you're looking for mm-hmm. in that. And so, um, you know, that speaks a ton to that. And then during in-person experience, I mean, it's interesting. I just, the product or service, and I, I think I really agree with that because as, as I've been breaking that down, I think about doctors, human doctors, you know, veterinarians, you think about it, and you're like, I will take my animal to the best medicine I can receive for that. And if that means I got to wait a little longer, and the doctor's an asshole, <laughs> but I know they're the best, I'm going there. Right. I, I, you'd be an asshole to me, but if my animal gets the best care possible, you know. Yeah, that's you, what you're going to go for. You're going to go for now. You want both. You don't want. You want to be treated that way. But I think that's what that speaks to. Would you agree with that? What that's saying? It's like I. I will. It's a Seinfeld episode. Do you know the No Soup for You? Do you guys know that one? There'd be some listeners that know that. There's a soup kitchen <laughs> that literally, um, the guy just comes in and everybody wants this guy's soup and he's real short on what he says and everything. And he's like, "Just next." And they're like, here's your soup. And then someone pisses him off and he goes, no soup for you. Just yells at him. It's like Kramer or something. It's yelled at on Seinfeld. So I think that's what it speaks to. So oh, what are your takeaways on on what 
what should a veterinarian take away from this? You know, I, I think the thing to, to look at, and we've always talked about this, uh, the next graphic shows it relatively well, but, you know, we get a lot of complaints about pricing. Mm-hmm. Not complaints necessarily, but it's pushback is, you know, what should I charge here? Why why should right. I charge this? Right. And, and what that shows, what this tells me is that oh, almost half of consumers surveyed in this mm-hmm. are looking at quality before they're looking at price. Yeah. And so, you know, if, if you... Price isn't up there. Price is not up there at all, actually. Mm. Um, and if you look at the next graphic, only 17% of people said they left a, a particular company solely because the price went up. Right. And, you know, it it, it just shows that, that your, quali- your good customer base that you want to serve mm-hmm. um, is probably going to stick with you if you build the client experience the way that you want it yeah. to be. Yeah. And so I've said this before in a way, this might be a good way to look at it is if you picture your ideal client and everybody can picture that person, Mm -hmm. build the experience to wow that person. Right. And, and if there's, there's going to be 10 or 15% of the people that come in your door that don't like that experience, Yeah. but they'll weed themselves out, right? Build the experience for the person that you want to come in the practice and have a great experience and you want them to be a repeat customer and they'll come back. It's Coke and Pepsi. Mm-hmm. It's BMW, Mercedes. It's Ford and Chevy. They're both all nice stuff. I mean, it's all they're all great, you know. But they built that experience. Someone likes this aspect of a car versus that, but they both do the same thing. Mm-hmm. They both get you from A to B. Yeah, yeah. But they have stuck with but Chevy's like a rock, right? Ford built Ford tough. Yep. You know, I mean, it's like same kind of stuff, but just different mottos, mm-hmm. and it works. So yeah, that tells you right now. I think we're client experience setting up the year thinking about that uh makes a big you know is, is going to start people off the right way and so having a bad experience products and services so 37 percent is why uh, people leave uh bad experience with customer service which is kind of interesting because it's like that's not what gained you loyalty but that's what will get you kicked that's what will lose you a client yeah. right so in the other slide it was like customer service yeah it's not gonna that's not gonna gain me loyalty and I think that's probably with Osprey, it was the, I, I went to them, loyalty got me the product. It was like, yeah, it wasn't, the customer service I didn't even think about. It was that. Yeah. But the customer service is probably decent. It is, yeah, because they took care of me. Mm-hmm. I emailed them, said, hey, here's what happened. They go, here's a shipping address, send it to us, we'll get you a new one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it ended up being there. If they would have been like, um, yeah, never got back with me or anything, I'd probably been like, I'm never buying one of those again. Yeah. So that, yeah, that speaks, speaks true and hope. Hope the uh, veterinarians out there listening and the clients that go to veterinarians listening agree with that. So you move on there, Lindo. We've got, uh, you know, coming up on the next slide. Get to that there. So this was, and and as we're looking at here in this room, hopefully we have uh, the technology to put it up beside where the the viewer can see this. And if you're listening on the podcast, um, be able to go to youtube.com to the vetted podcast to see these slides. So this is a level of importance of customer experience. So the, the first couple slides are more on loyalty, right? And, and this is about the customer experience. So looking just at that, which we see is one of the top things that can lose you a customer. So we've done the loyalty stuff, right? Now, how do we, what keeps a client happy? And, and at the top is efficiency. Mm-hmm. And I, I think in today's world, you know, that's what people want. Yeah, and what what it's measuring actually on the on the graph on the left side is what is worth paying more for, mm-hmm. and then on the bottom is level of importance. And yeah. so the very top right is efficiency. I'll pay more for that. I'll pay more for that. Yeah. If it and especially if there's a good experience that comes with it. Yeah. And so you know, and efficiency and convenience also overlap too. Kind of a little bit, a little the same, right? They're kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, but. I think it is important that, that you have an efficient experience that is also very convenient for the person to... to is convenience probably a little bit like, you know, is loca- location up here? I don't see there's not location, but I consider that location like proximity to, mm-hmm. to me. How, how do I get there? And, and, and convenience might be in the eye of the beholder too. What is convenient for that person? Yeah. You know, you like to drop your dogs off. Yeah. And I don't, I guess, mind dropping my dogs off, but I'd like to have an appointment slot that kind of matches my work schedule too. So, yeah. you know, there's different levels of uh, measuring convenience. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, friendly service, knowledgeable service. Um, obviously that <laughs> you, you smile on, mm-hmm. right. And get that going. And then uh, easy payment. Um, and then they, they go down from there. But uh, what's interesting is that um, 
right in the middle of that loyalty program. And we get people asking us about, you know, veterinarians ask about, do I need a loyalty program in, in the veterinary space? And I think this tells you no. Mm-hmm. You don't need one. No. But if you, because yeah, you, you don't. Nothing you, wrong if you want one. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not, the the customer or the client's telling you, nah, not too worried about that. It's the, those top four or five bubbles there matter. Yeah, that top cluster, absolutely. An easy payment really probably isn't something that they struggle with. Maybe it is, well, whether you do it in the exam room or you do it up front, and I've got a dog that doesn't want to hang out in the exa- in the waiting room with other dogs while yeah. I'm paying. Yeah. Um, so maybe if you're looking at it from that perspective, but if you're looking at it, cash, credit card. Which we'll talk about that when we talk about going yeah. through the client experience. So that, those are those are good. Linda, what we got uh, what we got coming up next? Uh, we got the one where you just ask us, um, when do customer, when do consumers stop interacting with the brand they love? Mm-hmm. And Kel had some good feedback on this. Yeah. Yeah, so so if I, I'm looking at this from, I guess, two perspectives, is, is what what is one bad experience? Is mm-hmm. one bad experience I had, you know, is that an appointment? Is that a total experience at the veterinary clinic? Or is that multiple bad experiences inside the same appointment slot? Yeah. So is it like, you know, I had a bad experience at the front, I had a bad experience in the exam room, am I now done? Because mm-hmm. what this says basically yeah. is, um, you know, about 20% of people will leave after one bad experience and that jumps up to about 60% uh, after several yeah. multiple bad experiences. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we believe in second chances. We believe in second chances. <laughs> yeah. But, but after the second one, we're, we're yeah. done. Yeah. That's exactly what that's saying. And I think that, um, why it's so important to see these numbers is this backs up why we need to talk about client experience for sure. Mm-hmm. So, well, good. I, I think that those are the end of the surveys, right? That we got pulled up numbers. Uh, yeah. I got one more. I apologize. I got one more, which is the all countries on the um, getting into automation. Now, one thing to caveat on this, this is a 2017-18 survey. So seven, six years. That's interesting, 17 and 18. So maybe they started in December and ended in January. That's likely what happened. <laughs> so if we look at that, though, um, it might be a little different today. But as we talked around the room, we thought, I'm, I want to interact with a real person is still um, what people are thinking. Yeah, as, as people freak out about AI, so or you know automation, what does that look like? And where I thought about good examples, you know, the self checkouts in grocery stores. Have you seen all the press on them? Uh, they're pulling them out. Are they really? Yeah, a lot of stores are pulling them out because. So I, and I've got experience with the self checkouts. We put a self checkout in our stores uh, in the early two thousands. We're one of the first adopters of it. Um, and what it was for really wasn't as so much as the efficiency to say you can check out quicker. It was just something new technology, right, uh, to look at. But I don't know that it it really ever um, sped things up. Mm-hmm. You know, you really, you needed to know what you're doing. It took a small segment of your customers and put them in that spot. But one thing we would hear, people that were in the check stands were like, oh, you're just trying to fire that, that checker, right? So you had this negative press coming. And I think that, shoot, 20 years ago to today, I mean, people want to react with a, a real person. And I do find myself, going to the check stand still because I, I i do i do I, like I, to... I do if i have more than like five things yeah if i have a few things i'll just check out myself but if i have a bunch of stuff i'll definitely if there's not a terribly long line with somebody i'll i'll go through the, the yeah. check stand well it's kind of it's inconvenient that one says that other thing about service i want convenience yeah and so convenience is looking at and you kill you said it it's like that technology hasn't made it necessarily more convenient mm-hmm. it might make it harder yeah. I, at, a, at a veterinary clinic, I absolutely do not want to do anything but call somebody. Yeah. I want to call in. I want to make my appointment. You don't want to get on an app. I don't want to get on an app. I don't want to log into anything. Yeah. That's just me. I yeah. realize I act like I'm well, no, 60 I, years old. I hear like, you. I don't want any of the technology stuff. I still yeah. value the human interaction and experience. Yeah. No, I think it makes sense because sometimes when you go on the schedule, they're like, we'll get back with you and let you know if that, work- <laughs> that calendar <laughs> spot's good. And you're like, What's the point of this? Yeah. So yeah, no, that those are good good stats. Lindo, anything you'd add on that? Uh yeah, it's it's it, it is like um a very fascinating thing, especially in the world of technology that we live in right now. But I also feel like the personal touch gives you um it gives you more of a direction and it gives you more of a, a certainty that okay, this person cares about especially like for example with animal care and stuff like this person okay cares about my animal they're going to give them the care that they need but if you're going to tell me to sign a survey or upload something yeah. before I even do my inter- or like the checkup then it feels like how many how, how many people are you going to really 
go through first before you actually take care of my animal. So if a person gives me that assurance and I'm talking to them person to person, then it gives me like, you know, like, okay, this is a loyal uh, clinic that I took my person to, like my, my, my pet to. And yeah, I think it's very important that human interaction stays Stays, yeah, stays you just want to be reassured that you're going to get taken care of. Yeah. That's all somebody has told me is we're going to get you taken care of. It's yeah. like it's like imagine yeah. you going to the doctor, and the doctor says before you die or something, just fill up this serve. <laughs> like no, like like <laughs> you, get you went you went right to death. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, it's very very extreme. <laughs> I'm not filling anything out if I can go on not to die. Like, no, I don't saying, care. Like <laughs> I don't I don't want to. Do I'm about to die. <laughs> if I don't fill this out, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's save my life. <laughs> no? Okay, you keep it. <laughs> but it's just an example that I'm just using. But no, absolutely. Yeah, so. Well, it's interesting with automation. It's, um, uh, there's, you hear about machine learning and all those things that go on, but I, I think in the veterinary space, it's going to be really hard to automate that space. So, so it's a good space to be. So, no, thanks for, uh, Linda, for bringing up these, um, these surveys, these slides, because PricewaterhouseCoopers is a big firm that's got reliable data. So we're going to look at, too, when yep. you're saying, what, what do we bring up? We're not just going to bring up something that doesn't have the, um, you know, the power behind it. That's why we call it vetted also. It's not only vet education. It's about vetting the information you're getting, especially in today's world. Because there's good information out there, but there's a whole lot of crap out there, too. There so let, let's try to make sure we got good information coming in. So cool. Hey, uh, let's take a break. From the survey here, uh, get ourselves ready for talking about. I pointed at you. You weren't like. It's the arrival ready. and check-in experience. The arrival and check-in experience. There you go. Perfect. stopped we never stopped yeah. kept going all right let's get back at it guys hey uh what's the first thing a client's gonna do they're gonna drive into your parking lot right yep i didn't see from the road uh location matters and what your location look like matters not to be fancy but needs to be tidy mm-hmm. i think that uh we got a, got a client that uh, says they can they can tell there's a weed in the parking lot from states away they're like that particular. But that matters. I mean, if you're going into a veterinary practice that does medicine, right? Yeah. It's a hospital. It's, it's a, a medical hospital. facility. Yeah. So that's one of the first things I think that's, that's so important. You're setting yourself up for success. Walking in, oh, wow. Um, I feel really good. It's good parking. I can get my, my animal out of my car easy enough. I know where to go. And, you know, you don't have to have fancy landscaping, Right. You just have to have well kept, well kept landscaping. Well kept landscaping, and I think I think less is more. I really do. I think that some people try to go over the top, spend a bunch of money on looks and whatnot. I mean, maybe if you're in a high end community, but for the most part, simple is always wins. Simple always wins because I didn't see on any of those surveys where it said your place looked really cool, so I came to you. Your yeah, your building was aesthetically pleasing yeah <laughs> it wasn't on there it, you can spend all the money you want on a building but within five years that building's just going to be background background noise after you see it for a while it's going to get old it's going to get stale so uh when you arrive at a practice it is so important uh to make sure that it's clean mm-hmm. that's your first impression especially with animals you know a young family their first dog you know they're going to see things differently than they ever did before that's your first opportunities. Then bringing that animal in. We love the animal. We want to make sure it's taken care of. I want a good feeling walking in that door. So, um, you know, I, I've got them to the clinic, Kale. Yeah. What you so gonna get? What's it like? To, what's gonna, it like to walk gonna, through the door? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so for me, when I open the door and I walk in, the first thing that I always notice, and this might just be me, you guys tell <laughs> me if I'm wrong, is how the clinic smells. And I. Yeah. Is that good? That's exactly it. <laughs> Did you know where I was going before I even what said it? heck, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> it absolutely is the first thing that hits me. And I'm fortunate to have walked in probably 30 clinics at this yeah. point, you know. So I, I've, I've gathered the range of what that might, might, you know, be like. Yeah. But 
if you walk in and it smells like hospital, you know, that's that's probably what you want it to smell like. Yeah. Like when you go to the doctor yourself, you know, this is a clean, very good environment. Yeah. And so I'm not not knocking clinics that that don't have that particular smell because you are taking care of animals. Yeah. And so, you know, there's different levels of, of cleanliness that people keep their pets at too. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I respect that. Um, but you definitely don't want it to smell like this is a vet clinic. Like that's like when it hits you. And I think a lot of folks probably know what I'm talking about when they, when they say it. And so that for me, when I walk in somewhere is one of the first things that I notice and it sets the stage probably for, for the rest of the experience. Yeah, no, you don't want to smell like pee. No, that's you what definitely you're saying. Just say it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, that's that's what I'm saying. Um, you know, and so the next thing that I do is, is as you're as you're walking up to the front desk at that point, you know, is are they on the phone? Which is fine if they are, but acknowledge me. At least say, you know, hey, you know, come over here or gesture mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, and you know, uh, fortunately, I, I I've almost always had great customer experience there. But um, you know, hey, come over here. I'll get you taken care of. Um. But the one thing is, is that I always say, and I just just me being personable, how's your day going? Yeah, and, and you know I have that I ask that question, and I've had people say before I'm having a terrible day, <laughs> and I you know I'm really sorry about that, and and you know so I'm like oh what's going on, and and you know there's just a bunch of this is a place a shit show, and like don't tell me that as the customer <laughs> don't yeah. say that yeah uh, you know I've that's a conversation I've had before at, at clinics, <laughs> and so you know it's like be pleasant yeah you know. Maybe shield the, if there. It, maybe it is a shit show that morning because every business is like that. Sometimes, sure. you know, it happens. Yeah, but maybe shield the the customers from from that. We're not in that circle of trust yet. Yeah, we're not in the circle of trust <laughs> at that point, and and so a lot of your, you know, it's it's an impression yeah. at that point, especially if it is your first visit. You know, I don't. That's not what I want you to tell me. Yeah. Like when I'm about to take my dog in, let you do surgery on it or something like yeah. that. That's not what I want you to tell me. Yeah. So you know, it's it's definitely a filter on what is what is said and what that mm-hmm. conversation looks like, but you know, smile. Yeah. You know, so. smile. That's what it is. It's um, amazing how smile can just, it's hard to be nasty when you have a smile on. It is. It's real hard. It is. It yeah. absolutely is. So, um, you know, I mean, I really, for me, that's what it is. It, lighting. I don't want it to be dark, Yeah. you know, and I don't know why that's important to me, but that is really important to me is, is, is it well lit? Yeah. You know, I don't want it to look like my lamp in the, in the living room at night or something like that in the, in yeah. the clinic. So, um, but it gives you that sanitary feel, like it it's does. a sanitary space when yeah. it's lit well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. so there's a lot of different things that, you, that folks can do to make that initial experience yeah. really, really positive for, for folks. And so, you know, whatever that looks like for you and I, of course, make it personal. Yeah. You know, your staff probably likes it a certain way. Maybe you burn candles. I don't know. I've, I've seen people, you know, have candles that are specifically for animals, you know, and sell those at the, at the front desk too. Yeah. So, um, there's a lot of different ways that you can make it really, really, a really, really positive experience. Mm-hmm. And so, um, even if it, you know, have soda in the fridge, would you like, you know, would you like a, a soda? Would you like a bottle of water you yeah. know, while you wait? Something like that. So, yeah, I think that's what you're getting into. So you, you've had that. Okay. We got them in the parking lot. Yep. Parking lot's good. Yep. Got through the front door. People are smiling. They got me checked in. So what, what, what am I doing next? That you're going to actually be sitting in the waiting room for a minute. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. so what what is it when you're I mean of course if you're a drop off person maybe I have to talk about sitting in the <laughs> waiting room. Um, the first thing that I start to look at when I'm actually sitting down and this is just me being like nosy and coming from a slight construction background <laughs> is is the tile in the middle of the floor broken? <laughs> is the piece of trim on the wall you know, yeah. nailed in all the way yeah. is the, is, is the, so you're saying you got time to observe now. You, I've got time to observe what's, <laughs> what's going on in this, yeah. in this facility. Yeah. And, and so, you know, is it clean yeah. and not just the main part of the floor? Like, is it clean under the chair yeah. that I'm sitting in? Uh, is the chair itself? Did you let the previous, did the previous owner let their pets sit in the chair with them? And now there's mm-hmm. hair everywhere, which yeah. is fine, you know, yeah. if that's what you want to do, but just make sure that the, the environment is clean. Mm-hmm. That, that I think is, is very important because yeah, if I'm just walking in right into an exam room, I'm not going to have time to notice any of those things. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to have time to sit there and actually observe what's going on, then the conversations that those people are having amongst themselves, yeah. you know, maybe they're towards the back, but I can still hear what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you want to limit that too, because sometimes you may not want people to hear what's going on with such and such as animal, or maybe there's a yeah. serious conversation that could be worrisome yeah. for somebody. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's a lot of things that go into sitting in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. And that's why I tell everybody, when was the last time you sat in there for yeah. any length of time? Yeah. Just go there, sit down five minutes before everybody go in five minutes earlier, 10 minutes early one morning, just sit there mm-hmm. and look around and observe Yeah, and just see what you see and what you come up with. Yeah. And 
you'll probably find an answer that you may not want. Or you may, though, also find your team's doing their best job because you're sitting in the waiting room, and then you can say, hey, that's exactly exactly what needs to happen. Yep. Great job. Keep that up. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, either way, right, you might be able to also do that. Sometimes it doesn't happen. It's like you're not only in there to observe for what's – it's not – I really want to be there to observe what's going right. Absolutely, right? there's both sides. Yeah, yeah. So that that's a big deal. Putting yourself in the shoes. So, so, parking lot, check in, sat down. Now, hey, am, am I getting to the exam on time or the you know? And most likely, if if your animals having surgery, you're not. You probably are doing drop off, right? Right. Drop off. We've already scheduled this. It's a routine, that kind of thing. So not getting in emergencies here or anything. That's a whole nother another discussion. Really the regular exams and scheduled surgeries. But yeah, once you're in the once you're in the exam room, um, hopefully it's it's on time. You know, close enough. We I think what people the advocacy gap is is that clinics do their best to have blocked out time for urgent drop offs, you know, pets that are regular clients, uh, you know, pets of regular clients that come in that need something done. So there can be that in there. Question is, is, is was that communicated to me? Mm-hmm. I think that's a, the thing to go is that, um, that, you know, doc so-and-so is, is 15 minutes um, behind today. We had a couple complications. It's all about communication. If I'm communicated to that way, that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. She had a complication surgery yeah. this morning. We're, you know, we're so sorry. Yeah. It's going to be about 10 minutes. That's okay with you. Yep. And they're going to say yes. Yeah. And another thing is too is that I, I, I look back to the surveys we went over, and it was about, um, you know, convenience, uh, customer service, all those kinds of things. And the one thing I said about retention of clients, like or people leaving, right, is too bad experiences. Mm-hmm. And so it's also like, if I get that trust with that, I probably is going that way. But that happens every time though you come in, you're going to start to doubt mm-hmm. that what's really going on in that practice. So you can't get away with that excuse. It better be genuine. Mm-hmm. Right, better be genuine. So that's important. Um, you know, I think that the question is in the exam room is about getting the information. You know, outright like what, what's going on, what's happening, how's that. I I think veterinary practices um, can use technicians a, a lot better and use them in the in the way that they come in, like in human medicine, where the nurse comes in, does a lot of collecting information, intake, explaining what's going on, so the doctor can come in and do their job. So I'm always, you know, curious to see what that looks like. Um, you know, technology integration in, in the in that exam room, I think there's a lot that can be done there. I think that it was interesting, you know, the mini boards in the delis and, and restaurants and everything now that are quick serve are all digital. Mm-hmm. And and I, I always will date myself. But like 20 years ago, you know, they were all printed off, right? And every time you change your menu... It's kind of expensive. And as these LED and LCD TVs were, were coming out, I was like, that'd be a great idea to have that. Yeah. <laughs> have that put in that way. And I think that there's a way to disseminate information to that client in that space. Mm-hmm. And, and we've got some great ideas we're thinking about behind the scenes of, I mean, you've got everybody's information. You should know what's going on, what they're there for. There's no reason you can't have it set up and rolling. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, how are, they, how are they integrating technology? and And how are they... Uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, going in there and, and, and getting you just, you know, feeling right about your, your, you know, feeling comfortable that, Hey, over the next 12 months, this is what needs to happen. Not, you know, I'm not waiting for reminders or am I getting the right reminders? It's like really coming out with an action plan. I think that's what, you know, as you transition that kill, what, what's that look like on getting that right action plan? You know, I, one thing before we jump there that I yeah. want to say is in the exam room, and this sounds really, really minuscule, introduce yourself. <laughs> you know, and I've, I've actually had folks come in and not introduce them, which, yeah. you know, especially the doctor. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I don't want to be sitting in there with somebody that's given my animal shots and I'm not even 100% sure that they're a doctor. Who they are. Who, who, who yeah. are they? So, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's a very subtle thing that I've noticed over the, hey, I'm doctor, if, if I've never met you before, right. hey, I'm doctor so-and-so, you know, I'll be taking care of you today and, yeah. and tech the same way or whoever's going to come in with you. It's like, my name's such and such and, you know, I'm, I'm going to be taking care of you today. Yeah, that makes so, sense. You know, I, I think that that's really important. The first interaction, mm-hmm. the first thing you say is, is very important. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, how do we, how do we transition from, from an assessment to, to providing action items. Mm-hmm. And so, yep. you know, if it's a routine exam, it's probably not going to be terribly 
you know, extensive, but it's, it's, if it's the first time you're going to be there, you want to walk away with information that tells me exactly what I need to do when I need to do it. Mm -hmm. And especially if I'm getting a medication of some kind, say, here's the bottle of medication. You need to give them this once a day, uh, until it's out or, you know, whatever that, whatever that prescription is, I think it needs to be written down and, and, you know, very clear to that person what's going on. Mm -hmm. And, and also I never want it to be a shock for somebody the price of, of, of something when they're walking up to the counter. Yeah. It should be so, at least somewhat communicated in the exam. Mm-hmm. They say, hey, we're going to do these things today. They're going to cost somewhere in the neighborhood of this. And then, you know, you're going to walk away with, with this medication. And, and your total bill is going to be somewhere all in in here. Because yeah. it, it doesn't feel very good to be the to be the customer and be walking up to the counter like, oh, God, I hope I can pay for this. Right. You know? And right. so I think, as we talked about inflation last time, yeah, everybody's getting a little bit tighter on their spending money. Sure they are. And so, yeah. you know, I think in this environment that we're currently in, it makes a lot of sense to be even more conscious of of sharing the pricing information with your with your clients as you go. Mm-hmm. Or or even before you start and say, you know, are you comfortable with this plan of action here? Yeah. You know. And yeah. so I think that's that's an important aspect of that. And we'll give them best medicine too, right? Absolutely. Do, do not, do not make a judgment to go that, you know, Kale's in here. I I'm not sure if he can afford this or not. Certainly, you gotta ask them. Yeah, it's like, hey, here, here's what I'd like to do today, mm-hmm. and then, you know, does that sound good to you? And if they're like, no, I don't want to do that, then you can say, okay, well, we can maybe do this yeah. instead. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And so as you as you look through that, that um, you know, action items, right? It's like shots, dentals, right? All those things need to be uh, to keep a dog ha- happy and healthy. I think those are one of the things that probably needs a lot polishing on, right? Mm-hmm. Work on to understand why would I go and have these things done uh, for my animal, heart health, longevity, all those kinds of things that really need to be understood mm-hmm. and promoted all the time. So you got them, uh, I'm coming out of the exam room, I, I understand what it costs, so what? How, how am I getting out of the exam room? What's happening next to get to the, uh, get, get me out of here? So I'm going to get out of here? So yeah. so somebody's going to walk out. You know out. me, I'm like, I'm going to get out. I, yeah, I know, <laughs> you, you want a five-minute conversation, get me out of here. Uh, so... You know, they'll obviously release you from the exam room, however they're going to do that, and you walk yeah. up to the front. But I think it's also important to direct that person and yeah. like walk them to the exam room, whether that's the doctor or the technician or whoever's going to be there. Just walk up to the front with them. Because yeah. sometimes it's like, am I supposed to sit down and wait to be called on? Like, what is your expectation of me? Yeah. Uh, so, so if you walk up with them and say, such and such is going to take care of you today, you know, we need to do X, Y, and Z here and just make sure that information is properly relayed, which... If you're using a digital system, maybe it, they already know up sure, likely sure. what's going to happen. But, um, you know, is there another follow-up that we need to do? We need to schedule mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, so I think it's important to, to, to do those things. But it's also important to, if you're only going to see me once a year, mm-hmm. I, want, I want to book next year. Not maybe as the consumer, but as the business owner. Yeah. I want to always be forward booking that. Yeah. And even if people tell me, you know, they're going to keep it, mm-hmm. which maybe they're not. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But at least it gives you the reason to call that person. Yeah, it's board s- booking. The for- it, yeah. you know, you've got a you've got an appointment coming up mm-hmm. here uh, in a week. Yeah. And no, we haven't seen you in a while. Just want to want a reminder. And if they say okay, great, maybe they maybe they're keeping their calendar well. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're not, it's you still have a touch point with that person. Yeah. Right, and you get them back in the door, and so it, it gives you the other opportunity to check on other pets too. Mm-hmm. And that's a point we haven't made yet. Is is I have multiple pets. Yeah. And so. Um, yeah. Are you asking me about Callie and Milo and all and and those things? How are those animals doing? Because a lot of times people don't ask, and if you ask yeah. me right there, I might say, "Yeah, let's schedule something for that too." Yep. And so there's extra revenue coming in the door, and so that just fall that just comes back to to training. Uh huh. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think I uh, as we talk about the importance of all these things, you got to get it right at every step. But if you get it right at every step before that last step. And that last step fails, that's the last thing you're going to think about. I think that I remember that in the grocery store that you could get that cart, all the right groceries in there. They've been happy and walked there. I've been asking them how they're doing. You find everything all right, taking great care of them. But they have a bad experience at the checkout. They're walking out the door with a bad experience. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say it's the most important part of the process, but it's pretty damn important. It's when money leaves somebody's bank account. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, and they left feeling. How do they leave feeling? They leave feeling good about that. Yeah, and so I think that that's a real important uh, important part. So, you know, as we go, um, you know, go through that checkout. Um, I think what's tough about it too with the 
what's unique in the veterinary space is that where you check in is where you check out. Some are doing in in room checkout and like that, but it's it's a it's a tough one to to get completely right because you're up against some certain um, boundaries, if you will, and some constraints, if you will, that that prohibit that. Like you know, in a grocery store, I don't I don't have to go through the check stand to to go shopping. I just come in and shop, and then I hit the check stand and leave. So as you're coming out of the exam room. Um, it's probably really good, like you said, depending on what's going on, to have someone with you because if there's some special case going on or something, you might need to be with them until they're seen even, right, by, the, right. by that checkout or get them in up there. So so a, a, lot, a lot goes on with that. And I think that what is – you mentioned it, though. Um, you know, you walk up there sometimes, too, and they're like, that'll be $200. And uh, – Maybe you remember what they said in the exam room if they told you, but maybe they don't. And you're like, what's in that $200? Mm-hmm. Tell them again. Yeah. You got a you got a nail trim, you got an exam, you got vaccines, and you're going home with uh, preventatives. Mm-hmm. Right? Those those things. How many times do we go in there like, um, you had an exam? And like, no, I had a, a nail trim and vaccines too. Right? So one of, the, one of the biggest things too, not only is that checkout so important for the client to be happy about what's going on. It, it's really important for actually the practice not to have missed charges. Mm-hmm. Zydex did a study on missed charges and they believe that about uh, 30% of your shrinkage lossage and all that kind of stuff is from not getting the charges on the invoice. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that happens. It happens because they're, they're in a hurry and they're doing those things. So I think that as a safeguard, as you repeat things back, most, most of your clients can be honest mm-hmm. and they're gonna be like, Hey, wait a minute. No, I, Cause I've, I've experienced it where I've had a dental and they're like, dental $200. Like, wait a minute. They had blood work, had all these other things too. I'm like, it's, that's just, like, you know what it might cost. Yeah, I know what it might cost, but they didn't say, they just set a price. Mm-hmm. But if they would have said, hey, we did dental today <laughs> and here you go. I'm like, well, we, but you had blood work and all those kinds of things. So it's almost like if I, if I think about it from the exam room, not only having it digitally set up front, but and how could you actually have a checklist? That's like, here's what you had. Take this up front too, and that way, that person up front could you know, you realize what you're doing is you're getting accurate pricing. It comes back to to delegation in a way yeah. too. Is is because it's the doctor saying things, it's the technician saying things, and then it has to be communicated effectively to the person that's going to ring you up. Yep. And so, uh, I think a lot of times in the shrinkage that you you mentioned, yeah, is probably solely just somebody thinks somebody else took care of it. Right. And it's it's an accident on everybody's part. Yeah, and yeah. so assuming, assuming, <laughs> yeah, you know what they say about assuming. Yes, I do. It's made an ass out of me before. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it really just comes back to, you know, you fall to the level of your systems. Yeah, and so yeah, um, that's that's one of the one of the pieces where I think a lot of that potential revenue gets missed. You can have a great clinic the whole time, all those other things, but you know, if you miss a charge, yeah, on one bill every day. Yeah, that's a lot of money. It's a lot. It, it, it adds up real quick. And at the end, of the day, I know the, you know, the client they want to pay for what they're they're doing. If you got a client that doesn't want to pay for what they're doing, I think it gets back to that they're probably not the right client for you. Mm-hmm. And there's enough clients out there you don't need to worry about bringing that person back in. So, yep. um, well, I think we, you know, we've we've gone through the, uh, gone through the clinic. We've gotten them in. Uh, the, the front, the parking lots look good. Uh, the front end smells good. We got in the exam room a decent time. I good communication. I understand what I'm paying for. Front end, I understand what I'm paying for. I'm leaving happy. Mm-hmm. Pets he- healthy, happy. Or even in the worst case scenario, they're not. I feel like I've got an action plan to get them healthy and understand those things. Because, hey, at the end of the day, too, dogs, we all, I mean, sad thing about dogs, they don't have the same lives as we do, right? They, they are going to pass away, but you're going to probably get another dog. So it's, it's a long-term relationship. For sure. So getting the client experience is a big, big deal. Linda, what's on top of your mind? Keep directing us. No, no, no. I think you. I think you covered everything. Well, it's just. Um, I think what we. Uh, so I have to take a break. By the way, <laughs> but yeah. Well, when we get back, we will jump on to check out and follow up, which is I also think is important, especially in this process. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. No, we hit on checkout. I think we can uh, get into a little bit of follow up on that, and which, yeah, shoot, that's a big deal. You mentioned how do you get them back in? Yeah. How do people get back in? Because if you're only seeing something once a year, you're not going to remember. You're not even remember when. When did I go? 
You have no idea. If you have multiple animals, more than you know, two or three animals, gosh, when are when are the vaccines? When are those things? When there? when do I give them the flea and tick? When, yeah. You know, it, yeah, all that. All I know. That. I take Milo in the spring. Yeah, that's it. So how do we engage when the person's not there? It's a big deal. So yeah. Okay. Cool. We'll take a break, and we'll come back. Right, Lindo, you ready? Oh yeah, we're back. Oh we're yes, we're back. We're back. We're back. All right, follow ups or FUs, FUs, FUs. Those are follow ups are very important. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good. One. Yeah. Well, you don't want you don't want them to turn into FUs because you because you didn't <laughs> you didn't follow up. Yeah. 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 So 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 very important, Kale. Um, Jive into it, man. Yeah, what, so what, what, what are you, you going to recommend? Yeah, you asking me about yeah, my what opinions? is the ideal follow-ups? Well, I, since I act like I'm 60, 70 years old, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I still think the most effective one that I get is is a mail okay. certificate, like yeah. a little postcard thing. Yeah. Um, not saying the other ones aren't, mm-hmm. but if you're going to send me one, it needs to be very convenient for me to get a hold of you Yeah. to a point because I'm just going to, I get enough texts during the day. Yeah. It's just going to flow up to the bottom. Yep. And, and if it's not perfectly convenient for me to book it in less than a minute or something or follow up with you in less than a minute, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but if you, if you send me the postcard, I can throw it on the table and I can see it every day until I deal with it. Yeah. It's like a, a painful thing. Yeah. It's like a pain point. Yeah. You can't, you can't get rid of it until you do it. And so, uh, I mean, that's, that's for following up with appointments, but mm-hmm. what about, what about a procedure or something like that? What do you what do you like? Oh shoot! I mean, yeah, I think that what what you're saying is there's multiple ways to communicate, mm-hmm. and you probably should communicate the multiple ways. You probably people, should, right? Card, text, email. I think mail, you know, text and and, and email. You got to do all three because everybody receives things differently, and there's nothing wrong with over communication. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, pr- uh, procedure wise, um, I think that's definitely got to be um, obviously. If it's time sensitive, you're not going to mail her out about a procedure, right? Most likely, I got. I do have a dental schedule coming up uh, for Winnie in in March, and so I think the thing before is uh, I'd want an email and a phone call. Mm-hmm. I'd want a phone call, and the phone call just reminding you because obviously you got to do some things the day before, but uh, but the week before, I think it's good to get get reminded with a text message or an email to say because mm-hmm. you already have that scheduled. But it's, oh, yeah, do I have that on the counter? You double-check those things. No so, food or water after midnight. Yeah, you just can't over-communicate mm-hmm. on it. I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's the, the worst thing is that to expect someone else to remember. Yeah. Like, take take the take the burden off that client. So, yeah, I want to see that over-communication happens. Mm-hmm. No question. What do you have to have to follow up? Uh... What do I have to have to follow up? No, what is the what is the yeah? What does the clinic have to have to follow up? You gotta oh, have yeah, good yeah. email. Yeah. You have like, to what do have I have a phone number. Yeah, and and yeah. again, every time that person comes in, you should be checking that. Absolutely, because it, it just want to confirm. Yeah, your phone number is still blank. Your yep. email address is still this. Yep. your mailing address is still this. Have you yeah. moved? Um, yeah. and then it can follow them with that other that other question of Do you have yeah. any other pets at home that need to be seen? Or yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, because a lot of these systems that we've talked about automating. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. have a lot of a lot of really cool ways to communicate with people. Mm-hmm. But if a thousand out of five thousand emails bounce, yeah. it's kind of it's not, He's not good. effective, right? Because yeah. you want to have you know those only a small percentage of those emails are going to get clicked on, right? So you want that number to be as big as possible, and you want to when you call somebody, you want to you want to have the right phone number. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's important the quality of your information that you have about your your clients is important as well. It is. It is, and you know the follow-ups. Um, I think about it too. It's 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 keeping the business in your mind, right? So how how do you do it? You want to you don't want to. I say over communicate. I don't want that meaning like bugging the crap out of somebody. I mean over communicate by the all channels. Like that's over communication, right? It's not that I'm emailing you every damn day. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that I'm communicating through the multiple channels because everybody receives things differently. In fact, I'm on the pool board. And they emailed out for a board meeting, and the president texted me and said, I haven't seen your response. I said, well, I don't really check email. <laughs> you all know that. It's like, if you need something from me within the next 24 to 48 hours, text me. If you email me, it might be 84 to <laughs> a long time. hours and more, right, Problem before, before you get itself. back. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, don't assume. Um, some people may say check email, but you never know. Yeah. Over-communicate. 
is, is a big deal. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, as, as you look at that, Ken, one of the big things you said was that forward booking. I mean, that, that's, such a, that's such a key thing mm-hmm. because I don't know how many times where you get close to you, like going, and I have it happen where you're like, ah, does, does Rudy need the exam? Does Winnie need the exam? Like, who needs that? And you just have this kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, uncertainty. And then you just go, oh, crap, I got I got a call. I got to do these things. And when I could have had it just scheduled and, and made it work. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. A reschedule, I think what's important about that, a reschedule is easier than a schedule. Absolutely it is. I would much rather call a person to reschedule than I would, what are you going to do, cold call people? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so follow-up's a, a, a huge, huge part of that. And, well, follow-up, too, though. I mean, you get into uh, preventatives. You mentioned earlier. Um, you know, you buy in 12, you know, if it's a monthly, if it's a Sympheric Trio or Nexard Plus, you know, now, or one of those preventatives that are that are the monthly. Um, you got to have more. Yeah. and we another s- touch point. We see it, too. What's crazy is that... Um, People think with the flea and tick, which now heartworm prevention, all that, all in one, that that's only in the warm weather. I mean, how many times do we see this time of year, everybody's starting to uh, blow out their cost of goods sold budget because they're buying preventatives in mass quantities for the next three months. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about follow-up, it's not just about appointments. It's about, you know, is your is your animal getting the medicine right? And they've got all that information. Mm-hmm. I can go in there and, and see that, you know, you bought six last year. <laughs> There's twelve months in a year. Yep. So it's a it's a really important to be able to follow up even on those things. Say, hey, you haven't been in to pick up. You bought six at your annual exam. We're now six months later. Six months later. Hopefully, you do it five months though, right? Hey, you're approaching your sixth month. You're going to run out. Uh, come on in and grab some. Mm-hmm. We've got it ready at the front desk for you. Yeah. We'll have it ready. Just say, you. I mean, that's actually not a bad thing, right? Text. If you got text messages on that, where you could send re- refill, yes, no. Yeah, refill yes, no, and I'll be there this day. I'll yeah. be right there. Yeah. Swipe my card, walk out the door. Yeah. It's, yeah. Convenience. It's convenient and that, efficient. That's why people don't do it because mm-hmm. it's inconvenient because you go, well, if I went in there and I got to wait 10 minutes to even get up to the front counter to get what I want and then I got to tell them what I want, like I just I just want to get in and get it mm-hmm. and get out. So uh, follow-ups are important not just on procedures, not just on annual exams. I mean, obviously, vaccines are huge, right? Because you've got to keep up with those. Those should go out. Period. That go, you're due for that. That your animal needs that. It's giving yourself a reason to have a touch point with clients. Yes, as many touch points as possible. Yeah. So preventatives are are huge. So I think that that's um that's a big deal. Um, what other follow ups do we think about? Um, you know, really, really matter. Those are the big ones. I think everybody also tries to to do the. The surveys or Google reviews, yeah, or things like that, yeah. It kind of depends on people that have an all right experience probably aren't going to say anything, yeah. But people that have a great experience are going to say something, like a really great experience. Yeah. People that have a really bad experience are going to say something. Yeah. Usually the goods always outweigh the bads, and the bads a lot of times probably aren't really yeah. your fault anyway. It's that person yep. was having a bad day. But um, do you push that? Mm-hmm. Should you? Should you not? Is yeah. is always the question. And I think if you're going to push that, you need to have a good system for it. Yeah, you don't just throw something else out there just to see if it sticks. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. No, you can add on as you go along, but get something simple and get it right. Yep, get that going. So I think that's important. Interesting, you bring up uh, Google reviews and and you know as we wrap up today, uh, looking at our next our next uh, episode in a couple of weeks, um, we got Doctor Zach Whitehead coming in of Ellisville Veterinary Hospital. Um, he is a client, but he is a uh, even a better friend, and we enjoy hanging out with him. He'll be our first. Uh, doctor on the on air it's gonna be exciting but you know we were um get back to what you're saying uh following up with him on reviews <laughs> and because he they get bad reviews at times not they, specifically ellisville no all, but all clinics. all clinics get bad reviews and so i think but it's like one or two out of a hundred yeah right and typically i want to say that you know let's throw out let's throw out a wild swag right of, of a, I'm gonna say eighty to ninety percent of those bad reviews are not really the clinic's fault. No, it's actually just that stressed out person that gets online and does that. So uh, we're gonna have a you know, segment we're gonna talk about where the veterinarian gets to say, uh, you know, from the other side, the viewpoint from the other side of that review, like break that down, what goes on, so uh, that advocacy gap, so people out there can see what goes on behind the scenes, and because we do look at Google reviews, I think that's when you go to a community. 
what practice am I going to go to? I'm going to go look at Google reviews. If I don't have at least five, four stars, you know, four, three, probably. Four, is, three is a minimum. Four, right? three is a minimum. Yeah. Um, or and if four, it's seven not, is ideal, right? Yeah. Four, seven is probably yeah. ideal. But like, it, it, if you're less than four, three, there's an issue. There's something going there on. There is an issue. There's an issue that needs yeah. to be addressed because people aren't, people, people are not going to come to you. Yeah. If, if it's under four stars. Yeah. It just, they're not. Yeah. And maybe they will, but they're not new people, new members of the community mm-hmm. are not going to come to you if your Google reviews are not at least a four. Yep. So. Wish that client experience is going to go right into that. You mentioned Google reviews. Yeah, how, how are you promoting those? How are you getting that done? Something you can look at. You can put a, you can put a simple, there's a Google review tag you can put at your counter. Have you reviewed us QR today? code. Yeah, and just uh, even a tap. They even got taps now where you can just like tap it and get right to the review part. So okay. make it real convenient for that, uh, uh, things of that nature. But I, I look forward to diving into um, to those reviews from the other side. That's going to be fun with Dr. Zach Whitehead coming up on the next episode. And, you know, uh, closing thoughts here. What do you, what, what, what more? What, what, what would you add that you think we missed out on that's, that is important? That is, um, I, there's a lot. To, to talk about but anything else you'd add that came up and thought I, I just want to circle back to keeping it simple there's nothing more simple than putting yourself in your client's shoes yourself just drive up treat yourself as a client mm-hmm. drive up and use your eyes yeah and, and use your ears and in a veterinary clinic use your nose <laughs> yeah absolutely but that's an important part. Yeah, but also I think, you know, like I, I second that. I like what you yeah. said. But, you know, as as much as we talk about all the clinics and stuff, like you also have to be a good human being. You do. Oh, did. Hey, if you're not a good human being, just, just you need to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you have to understand that they're also going through something at, at yeah. times, you know, and yeah. it's, it's a busy clinic or anything. But yeah, just, just be nice. Yeah. Just not, as you said, just smile. Yeah. So. Well, Linda, we, you know, here at, the Pro Partners team on Monday, we're circling the wagons on our mission and vision at Pro Partners. And I think that's important as you think about what is your mission and vision? What, what, what is that that you're doing? And, and to, to me, as I look internally, the, the word joy comes to mind. Because I want to have joy in my life. And I want other people to have joy in their life. And in the veterinary space, I think that if you're going to have that great client experience, you got to figure out how do I get to that joy? And, and I, I can't wait to have Zach in. Dr. Whitehead in. What I love about veterinarians is we all know they mostly go by first names. They're like, just call me Zach. Or doctor first name. Or, or doc. If you don't know their name, just yeah. call them doc. No. <laughs> I, hey, doc, how you doing? I like the, the MBMA. You know, when all the docs come up to you that see you every year, and you're like, hey, doc, how you doing? <laughs> you can't see their name tag. No. <laughs> I know everybody's names. <laughs> so, yeah, getting him in is going to be good to, to talk around that joy and, and have some really good good discussions absolutely very very excited to have have zach in yeah uh, he, he's a phenomenal person and i think offers a lot of great viewpoints for yep. what we're trying to do here yeah. um his culture is incredible yeah and i think that's part of the reason that their their reviews are so phenomenal is because when you walk in in you know i've been fortunate to be in the back end of their clinic when they're yeah. you know in full operation there's music playing i mean they're they're yeah. having a ball Yes. Like they're excited to be there most of the time, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but it's just a it's a cultural thing that also lends to a great client experience because yeah. I can walk into well, any business, but a veterinary clinic too, and see these people are they have a good culture or they don't. Yeah. Right away. It's yeah. very obvious. You feel the energy. You either either feel... enter or leave when you walk in the front I mean, door if, and you're seeing yourself. Yeah. I mean, if you got Drake playing, I mean you're you're having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're yeah. enjoying it. But uh one one final thing that I had I, I thought about was do your employees have the autonomy to handle situations mm-hmm. uh, effectively, right? Yeah. And so, a lot of our a lot of our employees probably have the skill set to handle mm-hmm. most anything that comes up. But have we told them like, yeah. hey, if the, if something comes up and you want to handle it, handle it. I yeah. will stand behind what you do. Yep. Especially you know the front end gets that a lot with phone calls, negative interactions, whatever. They're kind of the filter for that. Um, and so, if you don't if, if you don't trust that person, maybe they shouldn't. Well, see, it's back to what Linda said. Yeah. Just be good. If you're a good person, you should, as, as the practice owner, you should be able to go, that's a good person. I trust them to handle it. And I got their back too. Yep. Because sometimes that client is not king. Mm. And you need to have the autonomy to say that. Yeah. To them. Like, hey, we're not going to tolerate this behavior. Yep. Here's your file. Support them. 
support them, and I back you 100%. If you need to make that choice, make it. Absolutely. So, hey, wrapping up today, uh, fun episode, client experience. You know, going back to the days of the grocery store, that is what separated us from our competition because we would go above and beyond for our clients. We would, you know, we would find things that we didn't, they they wanted that no one else could get. Uh, we, they knew us. They knew our team. And, and it made a difference in, in staying competitive in, in a world full of uh, competition, right? So key thing to do is, is to client experience. Get that right. One of the four cornerstones of a successful veterinary practice and, and one of the most important cornerstones of veterinary practice. So, hey, look forward to having Dr. Whitehead on next. And Kale, Lindo, I couldn't have more fun today with you guys. I appreciate you all uh, sitting around here thinking about how we're going to do this, have fun, and to continue to grow it. And thanks to everyone that's listening, watching. Thanks to our team at Pro Partners. And uh, I got to thank my wife, Dr. Lauren Herman, for all the support and love she gives and all the direction. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good one. Till next time. Peace and blessings. Bye. Thank you, everybody.